Dennis Stewart joining us today. And what's on the agenda today, Dennis? Oh, what isn't, Jane? What isn't? <laughs> Everything's possible. Anything's possible at all. And at this stage of one's life, one has to say that anything's possible. <laughs> one does. In fact, at any stage of life, look, one should. But look, isn't it lovely? This is the best time of the year. It would have to be the best time of the year. Lovely, cool, fresh mornings. And as I got up this morning and looked back on the uh, broken back range, I thought, you can't beat this. You can't beat this. God's own country. And best all... time of the year. So <laughs> we're feeling good to start off We are with. indeed. My Scottish <laughs> blood is surging. <laughs> we are looking at uh, perhaps the increase in complementary medicine. We might yeah, talk about that. It's an interesting topic, isn't it? Uh, it's an interesting increase in topic. use. Yeah. Why, why are people uh, all around the Western world um, using what we refer to as complementary, what some people refer to as alternative medicine? What is behind this major social change that's been occurring, certainly for the last uh, 30, 40, maybe even 50 years. What's behind it? So we'll take a look mm. at that. And, of course, we're very happy to have your calls. If you'd like to be feeling as good as Dennis is today, then give us a call, if you're not right there, quite there at the moment, and 49216216 will get your calls through to us is Health Naturally on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And Dennis, there does seem to be a lot of a lot more people using complementary medicine or alternative medicine these days. Mm. Look, I think that's true, Jane, and it's uh, something that we've already touched on over the weeks that we've been doing this program together. But it's a very interesting uh, phenomenon to to observe that in the last thirty, maybe more years, there's been a major change in people's attitude towards medicine and healing and well-being. And as a result of this, this has seen people looking outside of the mainstream for help, uh, for support, uh, particularly in the area of what we might refer to as uh, self-initiated preventative medicine. And uh, one can think a lot about this and say, why is this? Why is it that throughout the affluent Western world, people are thinking outside of the box, so to speak, and are taking initiatives that maybe a generation ago wouldn't have been uh, thought about. One of the reasons, and I've, I've reflected on this, uh, one of the reasons I think is that certainly since the end of the Second World War, there's been a considerable change in attitude on the part of people's worldview. People no longer see the world uh, structured around so-called specialists and people that that had all the answers to their problems. The egalitarianism that's swept over the world since the Second World War, has seen a lot of the class structures that underpinned a lot of the professions uh, questioned. And medicine, I would argue, uh, was, in my opinion, um, very, very class structured. And as a result of the breakdown in that class structure, medicine itself has become, if you like, fair game to a lot of questioning by people that previously wouldn't have questioned it. So they would have mm. thought medicine, what's right for me, medically speaking, belong, is, is he knows better, she exactly. knows better. And look, you would have seen this, we would have seen it in the way in which uh, our parents revered, if you like, uh, the role of the doctor. My mother was a classic example of that, almost godlike figures. 
Now, fortunately, that day is gone, and I think that even in our society, the way in which the the universities were opened up under various governments to working-class kids and the way in which uh, medical practitioners became increasingly uh, selected, if you like, from across the board rather than uh, arguably on a private school basis. Uh, this has underpinned uh, your comment that people now no longer see anyone, if you like, being absolutely uh, responsible for their health care. People are looking for, for ways of addressing their own health problems, uh, keeping keeping the GP and, and the mainstream uh, certainly in, in, a, in a very important role, but looking at the way in which other factors can impinge on their health and well-being. And this is not just uh, associated with medicine, whether it be complementary or alternative. A lot of it has to do with the way in which people are adopting attitudes to life, are looking for, for healthier lifestyles, uh, are looking at ways and means of addressing their health, even outside, if you like, of medicine, whether it be complementary or alternative. And so a lot of experimental lifestyles, a lot of experimental dietary routines, all these sorts of things, in my opinion, in my opinion are associated with this breakout in attitude that dominates our society today, which embraces, if you like, an eclectic medical structure incorporating complementary or alternative medicine from very, very many contributing areas. You look at Australia, the, the, the multicultural nature of Australia has brought with it, if you like, a multicultural system of medicine. And this would not have been around in our parents' generation. And you can't, you can't reverse this. So different ways, different systems of medicine well, that absolutely. are favoured in other countries. Very much so. You look at the way in which, for instance, the impact of, um, of Asian migration has now led in this country to the registration of Chinese medicine practitioners. That is an indication of what I'm saying, that medicine now is much more eclectic and people are selecting help from various areas, the GP remaining the focus of, of our healthcare system, but certainly around that pivot, if you like, very many contributors, and that will expand, and we can't stop it. The, the reactionaries are out there trying to stop it, but it won't be stopped. This is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, and we're taking your calls on 49216216. And here's Paul from Curry Curry. Dennis? Hello, Paul. Good, good morning. Um, this is the first time I've listened to your program, actually. Kind of interesting. And um, I actually go to a psychologist, yes. and I've been under a fair bit of stress. Yes. And she said that she thought that I should get my, I think she said, cortisol checked. Cool. And, no, what she's talking about, she'd be saying you needed to get your cortisol levels checked. That's right. Cortisol is a, is a secretion uh, from the adrenal glands, and it, it can sometimes be used to interpret um, the the well-being of the patient and the stress levels of the patient. And in our profession, in certainly in the naturopathic profession, we talk about what's called adrenal exhaustion, and the adrenals are fundamentally associated with with our survival. And cortisol levels have a lot to do with the, with adrenal activity. And I suspect what your psycho psychologist was suggesting that your stress may be associated with what we call adrenal exhaustion. And from our perspective, we would treat that. I would treat it uh, once it has been diagnosed. 
I would treat it with a bracket of herbs known around the Western world as adaptogens, A-D-A-P-T-O-G-E-N-S, adaptogens. And uh, they're a popular bracket of herbs that most naturopaths, herbalists, or integrative medical practitioners even would use to address a problem, I suspect, that your psychologist was referring to. Okay, and so would a general doctor do that test? Uh, look, he may. Um, um, uh, what's called an integrative uh, medical practitioner may do that. Um, increasingly, our GPs are using uh, techniques and uh, diagnostic techniques in particular, uh, which a few years ago might have been seen to be a little bit left field. Um, I'd certainly go to your general practitioner first and mention to your general practitioner what your psychologist has said, and he can easily script a test to coincide with what your psychologist suggested. And if, at the end of that, a conclusion was made that, uh, yes, there is indications that you're under a considerable amount of stress, um, you might discuss with your GP having access uh, to a uh, herbalist, a naturopath, to begin to use those remedies that I've referred to as adaptogens. Very safe, rarely do they conflict with mainstream medication, and frequently are used as part of a rehabilitative process for someone that's experienced a severe stressful episode, even in the context of post-traumatic stress syndrome, adaptogens can be very useful. That yes. sounds, okay. sounds like a good Thank you very much. pathway. Thank, you. Good. Thank good. you, Paul, for your call. And Helen, too, has rung 49216216. Helen's also from Curry Curry. Hello, Helen. Hi, how are you going? I'm well indeed. Curry's a good place, you know. My mother was born and raised there. It is a very good place. Of course it is. I drive past it too frequently. <laughs> <laughs> how can we help you? Um, well, it's about my husband. He has um, bad ulcerated legs. Mm, and they get infected all the time, all and we've tried so much yes. um, on it. Yes. And probably a week ago, I think we heard something about you had some ointment or cream or something. Okay. With, with ulcers um, on the legs, I have found very, very frequently they can be helped yep. uh, and healed by using preparations containing honey, particular or particularly manuka honey. And, and over the years, I have uh, manufactured for my own clinical purposes a preparation called Dennis Stewart's Melderma honey oh. ointment. And that preparation incorporates honey plus an underrated remedy, cod liver oil. Those two put together have seen some remarkable resolutions of ulcers on the legs, which hitherto have not responded to the mainstream approach of topicals and antibiotics. So what I would uh, suggest is that you try that. But what I'm going to do um, is if you hang on, the producer will get your name and address in Curry, and and I will send you a a jar of the Melderma honey ointment from my clinic, Mm -hmm. and you can use that. Um, You must let your uh, medical managers, your community nurses or your GP know what you intend to do so that they can monitor it. Yep. Uh, it's not likely to conflict with anything they're doing because seemingly nothing's happening with the ulcers very much at all. Yeah, that's right. So uh, if you hang on, we'll send you some Melderma honey ointment and I would say to listeners generally, if you are interested in um, that preparation and how it works and how honey, particularly with cod liver oil, is a very, very useful combination for addressing ulcerative conditions. Do send a stamp addressed envelope to my rooms at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton. Right. 
and my staff will send you, I will send to you, by the way, I'll send to you um, all the information with the gift, but for other listeners, if you send a request for information on honey and honey ointment in a stamp-addressed envelope to 39 Alma Road, New Lambton, I'll certainly send you all the information. And just stay on the line, Helen, and we'll um, make sure that information gets through. Mm. On to a new RFM, it's 2321, and this is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's new Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, and we're taking your calls on 49216216 if you want to feel good. And Tracy has rung in now from Cardiff. Hello, Hi, Tracy. How are you going? How are Hi. you? Good, thank you. How can we help you, Tracy? I was just listening to you mm-hmm. talking about the adaptogens. Adaptogens, yes, yes. Yep. Can you just explain, like, as, a, in, as in herbs? Yes, okay. There are a well-known uh, bracket of adaptogens. Uh, I'll mention three of them, which you'll relate to straight away. Uh, Panax ginseng, uh, commonly known as Korean ginseng, uh, Siberian right. ginseng, botanically known as Eleutherococcus, and a third one is Gotchicola, botanically known as Centella asiatica. Those three remedies are probably the most popular remedies used in Western herbalism, regardless of whether it's practised in North America, United Kingdom or Australia. Those three remedies frequently occur in what are called adaptogenic combinations, which in turn are prescribed to people that are experiencing, if you like, stress in inverted commas, who mm-hmm. are working with perhaps a combination of therapies, but mm-hmm. are accessing these remedies to support the adrenal gland and its response to the stress that the patient might be under. And they are quite achievers. They are herbs which tend to nourish, in our opinion, the adrenal gland and progressively see the patient's ability to cope with what they're working through improved. Uh, So the term adaptogen basically means helping the body adapt, particularly to stressful or anxiety conditions. And in my opinion, an ideal combination to counselling or to psychology because Mm -hmm. they're as close as damn it, if you like, to to medicinal foods and Mm -hmm. frequently they can allow a patient to work through a stressful episode without having to revert to anti-anxiety medication or to to antidepressant medication. Because I'm on three lots of antidepressants and and I find... um, they help, and if of I course. stop, you know, I sort You're in of trouble. know. You're in trouble. Um, but a friend of mine is um, into ha- um, natural herbs, oh, okay, and she's got us on, is it Jadamatsi? Jadamatsi or? Ginseng? No, J-A-M-A-T. She... I can't think. Is it, is, it, it might be a brand name rather than a herb name. It's a combination, okay. is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Look, it, yeah. it's probably a combination of herbs that go under a brand name. If you yeah. are using, if you are using anything along these lines, uh, take on board what I said earlier. You must let your prime care manager know okay. what you're taking because uh-huh. even though I have said these adaptogenic remedies are very, very, very safe, they yeah. nevertheless uh, need to be told to the practitioner so that he can factor in any possible interaction. Okay, because yeah, it's very hard when you when you talk to your counsellor or your psychologist, you know, about natural medicines mm-hmm. or you know the alternative, and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, a doctor and a psychologist or psychiatrist mm-hmm. never see eye to eye in the sense of sorry, not psychiatrist, but a health practitioner.
Krishna. That's unfortunate, but as I said at the beginning of the program, I think we're observing a change in that. And, time, and yeah. uh, we, your children will certainly see the day when what we're talking about on this program, in my opinion, will be part of the mainstream. When a lot oh, of the, sure. when a lot of the remedies that I've been working with and talking about, even in the context of adaptogens, will be incorporated, I believe, into a more holistic healthcare program. So yeah. it might be, Tracy, that you're part of that. She could too. be. She could be. <laughs> so 49216216 is the number to ring to get your question through to Dennis Stewart today. And Jean has rung in from Glendale. And Hello, Jean. Hello. How are you? I'm well indeed. How are you? Oh, not too bad, thank you. How can we help you, Jean? Um, I've been um, suffering, um, experiencing uh, vertigo. Yes. Um, and the doctor has put me on stematil, yes. which um, I believe are for nausea, but yes. I'm not nauseous at all. No. Um, sometimes when I lay down on the pillow, my head spins. Oh, that's no good. Now, um, and it's been thoroughly investigated. Has it, uh, has it Jean? Well, I don't know about thoroughly, but I've been to him last week, mm. and that's when I mentioned it first, and mm. I've been experiencing it for a few months. And, okay. Now, obviously, your GP would have checked your blood pressure and things like that. Yes, he okay. did sitting and standing. Okay. Look, what I suggest you do, with, with vertigo or dizziness, as the, the layperson would, would relate to, um, I always encourage people to rule out through their uh, general practitioner any contributing factors which may be associated with vascular problems, which may be associated even with medication. Let me just say um, always, and I say this to all listeners, always ensure that you know why you are taking a preparation, the good points about it and the downside to it. And your doctor or your pharmacist can give you that information. Sometimes vertigo can be associated with what we're taking. Not frequently, but it needs to be looked at. Now, if all things come up clear, if all things come up clear, there is a little remedy that I have used uh, for the bulk of my career. It's an English herb that was made uh, famous by an English herbalist from Yorkshire known, known as Willie Smith, great herbalist. I have his literature. The herb is wood betony. W-O-O-D, Wood Betony, B-E-T-O-N-Y. Now, it's not a popular herb. Uh, many of the herbs that I've uh, started practicing with are no longer popular, which is unfortunate. Uh, but Wood Betony is still available in a liquid form, and you're at Glendale, you would be able to easily procure it from Waters Bay Health Food Store, yeah. and they would be able to prescribe it to, to you in a liquid form, and indeed... Yeah give you the information on the herb. So if you're getting nowhere with it, if you're getting nowhere with it, think of wood betony, which is very, very, very safe, and yes, you can procure it in liquid form, as I've said, uh, from the uh, health food stores at, at Warners Bay. This is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, and we're taking your calls on 49216216. Still a bit of time to get your call in. Chris has rung in from Musselbrook. Chris, you've got a problem you'd like to talk to Dennis about. Hello, Chris. Hey, how I'm well indeed. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. It's, a, it's about my wife. She's got dermatitis. Oh, yes. On her hands and yes. feet. Yes. And um, is, is, she being, is she being treated for it, Chris? Yes. All over her hands and they bleed. Okay. 
Look, what I will do here is, is mention uh, a product that could help your wife, and indeed, if you uh, hang on, my producer will get your details and will send to your wife the product that I'm going to talk about. Um, many years ago, well, when I say many years ago, a few decades ago, I um, produced a, a topical application, a cream, based on an extract of licorice. The extract of licorice is known as glycotinic acid. Uh, don't be frightened by the term acid. That's just a term that's used for the active principle in licorice. And that active principle is well known in, in dermatology circles or was well known in dermatology circles as being a very useful device for managing chronic dermatological conditions such as dermatitis and eczema. So I took on board the information and developed a cream which is now known as the GA cream. And I have not used anything as successful in my career as this preparation. It has seen very many people obtain relief without having to revert to steroids. Uh, the use of steroids is useful, but your doctor and pharmacist has probably told you you can't use those things indefinitely. And this is where the GA cream, based on licorice, is a little gem. In fact, we had a listener a number of weeks ago from Ermington, I think it was, uh, in Sydney, uh, who rang up about a similar condition, and we sent him uh, some GA cream, and he kindly uh, rang us back a week or so later, testifying to the benefit that that cream had given to his condition. So the GA cream I mention to all listeners out there who are struggling with dermatitis on the hands and feet, uh, who want to escape, if you like, dependence on steroid creams, the GA cream, not popular. Um, in fact, as far as I'm aware, uh, my rooms at 39 Alma Road would be the only place to procure it, but we send it to listeners who have problems, and it's available from my rooms at Alma Road. Hang on, and we'll send it to your wife. Now, it's your lucky day, Chris. And uh, we have Harry now, who's rung in from Abermain, Dennis. And Harry is interested in the product for Vertigo that you mentioned. Okay. And can you spell it sure. for him? Hello, Harry. Uh, Hello, Harry. Yes, I'm with you now. How are you? Oh, I'm all right, thanks, but if you can spell that name again okay. for the product for Vertigo. Okay. Now, you're at Abermain, aren't you? That's okay. right. Okay. Look, if you uh, went into um, Sally Bowen's clinic in Th Cumberland Street, Cessnock, um, she would be able to provide you with what's called wood betony. Sally Bowen's clinic in, in what's called the Bowen um, Clinic in the Cumberland Street, um, running parallel to Vincent Street. Yes, yes, I know that quite well. Now, just near Goldman's Produce Store, Sally's businesses. Yes, yes, I um, know that. Okay, Wood Bettany, W-O-O-D, Wood Bettany, B-E-T-O-N-Y, Wood B-E-T-O-N-Y. Bet Thank you. They're the two words, Wood Bettany, made famous by Willie Smith, a herbalist from Yorkshire, and uh, I've shown it as to be a very useful device in treating stubborn vertigo that's not responsive to some of the things that are prescribed. Give it a go. It's very safe. I'd be happy to do that, and I thank you very, very much for that information. Good on you. Thanks, Thanks for Harry. Reading. Good to hear from you. This is Health Naturally for Dennis Stewart's new Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, and we started off this hour talking about um, uh, other ways of looking after your own health yes. apart from yes. what we think of as traditional medicine, yes. Western medicine. Yes. There seems to be a huge increase in the number of people getting out and exercising, often in a in an organised way, like yes. at a gym, but yes. not always. 
Not always. I think what what is being found increasingly, though, Jane, is that one can't just build one's health on taking things. And pills and potions, vitamins and minerals, useful as they might be, unless they're accompanied by an equal emphasis on lifestyle, are unlikely to give the person a maximum benefit. Uh, A good example would be the explosion in type 2 diabetes, for instance, that's occurring around the Western world. Okay, there are numerous medications that one can use to address that problem, and, uh, and rightly so. There are numerous supplements that one can use. But always when I'm dealing with patients who seek advice on what can they do about insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes, whilst I might mention to them the use of herbs like bitter melon, uh, gymnema sylvester and cinnamon, I will also say you must begin to walk, you must begin to exercise, you must begin to lose weight because unless that accompanies the emphasis on self-initiated natural medication, maybe reinforcing the GP's prescription, you're not going to get a maximum benefit. So we just can't, I say that point again, we just can't depend upon taking things, medical or otherwise, we must do something, and that inevitably means becoming more physically active, which in turn also makes us more mentally active. And food as well. Oh, we could talk about that all day. Uh, (laughs) But we won't start now. We might might take that up next week because it's a very, very interesting topic, uh, realising that the the people that live longest in the world are the Japanese with their emphasis on a fish diet and the people from the Mediterranean who live on a Mediterranean diet. We might look at that next week. Let's do that. And this is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. We will be back after the midday news on 2NURFM next Friday. In the meantime, we've got three minutes uh, to the news. And after that, Sally Lucas will join us to talk travel. There will be a certain emphasis on Lord Howe Island, I'm told. So it's three minutes to one on 2NURFM. News is next.